God bless you. Amen. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm everything. God is good. Amen. It's always a privilege every time I get to bring the word to the congregation because I really think that everything that I'm growing and learning comes from every single one of you, your love, your hello, how you doing, every, everything. This is a blessing. And today, I want you guys to go with me to Isaiah 46. 46. We're going to be reading from 9 to 11. You have to say amen. Amen. There you go. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. It says, remember the former things, those of a long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I may know the end from the beginning, from the ancient time, what is still to come. I said, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. From the east, I summoned the birds of a bird of prey. From a far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that will I do. Father God, we just thank you for today. And we just ask you just to have your way. Speak to our heart. Speak to our life. And let us just, just penetrate the deepest part of our being so we can do what you call us to do and fulfill your purpose. Amen. Amen. So, as I'm getting ready for this message, I think that from the moment they tell me I have to preach, I start thinking, what do you want me to say? <laughs> you know? And as I go and think about it throughout these months, because it's been months, I mean, like, something pops and I take notes, this is one thing. But by the time it's getting closer, I'm like, I feel like I have three different messages. I'm just like, okay, I'm really, I'm probably I miss God. Like, this is crazy, this is not. But then the past two weeks, Pastor Kim has the Lord has given a word to the church over and over. So as I was getting ready, like finalizing this, I have to do it. I asked God, God, what is it? Because obviously this doesn't make sense. It sounds like five different things all combined. Like what's going on? And I feel in my heart, I say, go to the, what the pastor, what I've been talking to the church. I say, yeah. I say, go. And then, I translate, so I have all the notes from Pastor Kim. So I literally was able to go back and read word by word of what the Lord was bringing to the church. So as I'm reading, everything's starting to make sense. And then I say, Lord, so, but like, what are you trying to say? Say, yes, I've been bringing the same word to my church because I'm speaking. I want them to get it. And I was like, okay, we're getting it. And say, well, if you're bringing it again, maybe there's some of us that are not really getting it. Some of us, we really don't understand what you're trying to say. And the thing was, it was like, what is it? I said, there's a couple mindset that as they listen to my word, they're like listening, but their mindset is popping up. And it's not letting the word go through. And I was like, okay. So, and then I started thinking, yes, it's about the learning about my presence. Being my presence so you can fulfill your purpose. It's in his presence that we can kill giants. We do everything in his presence, right? 
Amen? But what does he say here? Even in Isaiah, I was talking about, you know, in verse 10, he said, I said, my purpose will stand, and I will do what I please. Like his purpose in our life, he wants to fulfill that purpose in our life. No matter what we think, no matter what we do, what we say, he wants his purpose going to be, and if it's not us, he wants to use us. But he doesn't need us. He wants us. He desires to fulfill his purpose for our life. That's his desire. And he's calling us to get into the wave, to get there. But then I was thinking, and I was like, why are you saying that? I was like, we're talking about the present, okay? And I don't know, but I don't know about you, but sometimes we think, I mean, his, he is his present. The present of God, we come to the church and we feel God and that strong move of God and it's powerful and we're there. But then we have to go back home, right? But the part that is a little mistaken that I'm kind of getting it, it's like we are always in his presence. That's the part that we sometimes kind of misunderstand because we think that when we are, and if there's anything you can, you can forget everything I said today, but if there's something, we're not only just the, you know, we are in his presence, but we also are the carrier of his presence. It's not just around us, it's inside of us. So when we're praying, when we are in his presence in the prayer room, What's the difference? It's like all of, all of our attention is on him. But now that we step out of the present, and then this is what I was thinking. I, I was like, say, Lord, what is it? how can I explain what I'm saying? Jelly, we all understand what you're saying. God is always there. Therefore, we're there. Then, duh, right? Well, that's what I thought, but no. Sometimes we just don't, like, we don't really grasp it because sometimes I don't even grasp it myself. Because I do it too. And I said, okay, this is me. Okay? This is me. And we said, God, we're here in your presence, whatever. But in the Old Testament, remember when the Levites had to carry the Ark of the Covenant? And they had to take it to places. And then the Ark of the Covenant, it was so powerful that if you touch it, somebody died, right? <laughs> Because they were not doing it. Because it was, it was the power of God, the living God, Jehovah, the God of Israel, being carried there. So wherever they went, they carried the presence of God with them. And they were able to defeat the enemy, movement, like everything. The presence of God. God said, bring the ark first. But what happened when Jesus died? One of my favorite parts of the Bible is when it says, and he died, and then in the temple, the veil ripped. Turn from the top to the bottom. I love it. Because for me, it's like God was saying, here, you don't have to stay out there. Me, myself, I'm opening the door so you can come to the holies of holies. In Spanish, it's a lugar santísimo. I just love it. I love how it sounds because it's the holy of holy. Now, before I couldn't, I had a way for somebody to go for me in there, but now I can go in there because I'm not going to die. 
He has made a way. He has restored that entrance so I can go in there. So the veil has been torn. So I can be in his presence. So I can be a carrier. Not only they say, don't worry, wait for it. This is a Pentecostal church. And I don't think that if you're here for at least one service, you'll be doubting that. I mean, you know, it is. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. So the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So Jesus said, I will leave, but I will leave you a comforter. So you're not going to be alone. I'm going to be in you. We, at that moment, I can imagine that. We understand that because we have the Bible. But imagine the disciples. Somebody else is coming. How is that going to be? There's going to be another Jesus going to be with us all the time. Wherever we go. But how can he be in three different places with all 12 of us? Or at that point, 11. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, how is that going to happen? They say, wait. But he came on the Pentecost. The, he manifested. So he's now living in us. So now I'm not just carrying it, but I'm inside of you. So all of that in there. We will open it later. So wherever I go, whatever is inside, I carry. So wherever, if I'm here, the same person of God that the Israelite would take from one side to the other one. And he will give them the victory wherever they go. It's inside of me. So my presence, the presence of God doesn't stop when I leave the altar. It doesn't stop whenever I start praying and I have to go to work. It doesn't stop when I want to go and have a sleepover with the girls, you know. Why not? God is there in that place. And that's what I, it was getting to me. I was like, God, but like you keep on saying, you know, in his presence. Pastor Kim is talking about being in his presence. So you can receive the power to fulfill your purpose. But sometimes we are so like looking at how can I fulfill that purpose. Like in church it sounds amazing. In your presence we are undone. And believe me, we are undone. Everything bows before God. You know, and it's amazing. It doesn't mean that, oh, we're not going to sing that song because that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, yes, in his presence, I'm taking that time when we come to the church, when we come and minister into his presence. Now we are coming like the Levites when they came, and we're just bringing him worship. And we're saying, you know what, I recognize that in your presence I can do all things. And all my focus is in him. That's time of worship. But it doesn't mean that because I'm going to go and do my life, the present left me. But I take it with me. And for me, that's something that I was thinking. So now I'm not just walking around him, but I'm like a mini portable ark of the covenant. Walking around. Do you understand what that means? The ark of the covenant, the presence of God. You are his, his representation on earth of the Ark of the Covenant because he lives in you. The only thing we need to do is have it in our heart and say, come and live in me. And give our life to him. Holy Spirit is going to come fill you. Now, if, you don't, if we don't have it, it's because we really haven't given our life to him. We really haven't said, do as you please. And I know we talk a lot about this person, 
But I want to talk about Gideon again. <laughs> Gideon is a mighty man of God. Amen. If you go with me to Judges, let's go there. And in Judges 6, uh, it's so funny because every time I think, I was, like, I was reading about Gideon, I was like, Lord, every time there's Gideon, we know we talk about Gideon, like he's a married, like what is going on? I say, okay, show me something that I haven't seen before. Me personal, personally, maybe everybody know, but like just teach me something with this. And you're talking about purpose. We're talking about God designed fulfill his purpose because we have the tools. We have his presence in us. So then we can overcome. Then we can fulfill what he told us we were going to do. And what we read at the beginning, that his purpose will stand. Because he's with us. So uh, in Judges um, chapter 6, 11, well, if you see at the, uh, verse 12, it says, The Lord is with you, my, my warrior. Amen? It says that, and it's amazing. And then, look at, let's look at verse 13. Verse, thir verse 13, it says, Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And where are all those, his wonders that our fathers told us about? They said, Hasn't the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midian. Okay. He's in his presence. He said, the angel of the Lord. We know that sometimes when, every, when the Bible says the angel of the Lord is referring to an appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. So he's technically talking to Jesus. Jesus tell him, you are a married man. You're a valiant warrior. You're going to do this. And he say, and he is with you. God is with us. How? And it's kind of crazy because if you read it with a little bit of, you know, please, really? That's basically what in nowadays will come out like, are you kidding me? Are you being serious? Let me tell you. If he's that with us, I don't see it. He said, oh, you're talking about miracles? Oh, great. It's not happening to me. This is basically what he's saying. It's not happening to me. So, I don't know what you're saying. Could you explain yourself? Because I don't see it. That's basically, that's how he's saying it. But in biblical times, <laughs> more nice and more, you know. But he's saying, I don't believe it. I don't see it because this is my situation. So as I was getting there, I said, Lord, what is that? And the first thing that I was thinking, the first mindset is that, yes, we come to church and we hear the amazing thing that God wants to do in our life. And we receive it. You know, we hear it. But then we looked and we say, but that's not what I've seen. This is what I see. And I imagine like, God building up a, you know, bricks, like we have bricks, and God is trying to bring the big ball that breaks things. That I think that's a cool machine, just a parenthesis there. Just go and breaks that wall and everything just comes. I think it's awesome. I think the word of God does that. Without doubts, without everything, boom, done. But then 
We go like, wait, where are the bricks? What did you break? Let me just put it together because this is what makes me feel comfortable. It looks nice there. I'm covering it up. It's all good? Yes. Okay. Got scared there. Got to move everything that I have created. And then Pastor Kim, Pastor Kenny, Pastor Dave, uh, the words that he brings every time we're in his presence, the Lord saying, you have victory. You have the healing. The Lord has can provide for you. The Lord can do this. But we like, when we're here, we come in front. We come in front and say, yes. But then when we go back home, the problem sometimes is bigger than what we left it. The situation that's going on in our life with our friends, our job, our uh, husband and wife, friends, whatever, you name it. You, put, you fill in the blank. It looks bigger. The sick, sickness looks bigger than what it was before. But here, God just broke that. I didn't see it. But I have to go back to my reality. And that's the first mindset the Lord is telling me to, we need to get rid of. That we need to get rid of. It's like, do not look at your circumstances, but listen to what I'm saying. You are a married man of God. My presence is in you. And I'm using you. So your circumstances doesn't define what I'm telling you because my word prevails. And it's crazy because sometimes I just, like, I'm not just preaching to you. It's like this is what the Lord has been working me this whole week. It was crazy. I was on vacation with my cousin, and they were doing a baseball, whatever. Um, we were looking at it. And the Lord kept on bringing that, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, and he's saying, and I'm like, I find myself preaching to people at the pool. I'm, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, you're helping me. Uh, practice my message and the thing is like you know what it's like seeing the truth that we are a carrier of his presence change everything and the Lord wants us to just the words that pass, that we hear every day our pastors are the words that come forth it's so amazing that if we really take a hold of it it's not just to sound pretty here oh wow that's a great word Amazing word, but what am I doing with it? When I go home and I see my situation, I feel defeated. You know, <laughs> you know, the enemy is on the mafia, yeah. And then we're like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we step under the devil and we're going to, you know, there's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought of something. And then you just step on the head of it, the devil's head, and you're just going for it. And then you go home, and it's like, well, I guess the devil here is bigger because I'm not in church. <laughs> and it's not that it's bigger. It's that we are not looking at the things from God's perspective. And you know what? That was like God said, we need to get rid of that. It's not about what you think. It doesn't make sense, but guess what? It doesn't need to make sense. You just need to take a hold of his word. And the message was kind of already preached throughout the service, even with the testimony of the sister. When she said that, I was like, thank you, Jesus, because you're speaking already. I don't even have to say much because you already have prepared their heart. You know? So it's amazing. 
And it's not just that. Then he said the second mindset, the other mindset that I that was really, if you continue reading, it's like you need to let we need to let go of ourselves. We need to let go of my ideas, like I was saying. But not only that, you need to let go of the fear of trusting God. Does that make sense? Because God says, I have a plan and a purpose for your life. And if I take him by his word, that means I'm going to have to let go of some things. So of that fear of following him, that fear of believing that his purpose is going to be fulfilled, it's kind of scary. Because it means that you will be depending 100% on him. So it's not like we don't believe what he's saying. The second mindset is like, we know what he's saying. We know what, we believe it. We are so afraid to dig in 100%. Because it will require some changes. It will require some things in our life that we are afraid to deal with. And sometimes, you know, I realized something as this week went on. That there's things that I just didn't want to pray about it because I knew the answer. And I was afraid to hear the answer. I was afraid to actually say, yes, Lord, I trust you. I don't feel ready, but I, you know, I trust you. I'm going to do it. Because I thought if I don't talk to him... Then I will not hear the answer. <laughs> because that's how it works, right? You know, if I don't ask him, um, do you really, okay, I, really, this is what I want you to do. And this is, because sometimes we say, I already got it. I know how to trust God. I know how it is. But when the Lord says, yeah, but I'm calling you to another level. And I want you to give something that you are not used to. And then you're like, what do you mean? I was cool here. Everything makes sense. Why you want me to go to a different place? Why you want to, why you want me to trust it there? Like, it's fine. So we just put it away. Trust me by my word. Like, get my word. So we need to be just, okay. So I decide, okay, I'm preaching. <laughs> it's okay. But I haven't done it in a while. What am I going to do? Um, you know, we start putting all this thing. I was like, I want, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you something. I said, God, you use pastors so great. Why am I going to? And they say, why am I going to say? That's why you're not going to say anything. It's me. It's the same God that we've been speaking to the church. It's just different vessels. And that one did it. I was able to trust him. I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything else. Tell me what you're saying. So that's why. So if you look at Gideon, like one of the things he said in verse uh, 15, he said, okay, we complain. Oh, God, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And you're not even with here. Okay, you know what? I'm going to use you to prove that I am with you, to prove my purpose. Because my purpose will stand, and I am the God of Israel. And I'm going to deliver you. And I'm going to deliver every single one of you and show you. But you're going to be my person that I'm going to use. No, wait a minute. I was just telling you. I was just giving you an idea. 
or what's happening because you really don't know the situation around. So I was just, you know, filling you in, filling in the blank. You don't have to use me. You can, I was, you can pick anybody else. I was just giving a suggestion of what's happening in case you didn't know, Lord, you know, because that's how it is, you know. And then it says in verse 15, please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Where he said, how can I? Who? Him? No, it wasn't going to be him. Look at my family. Again, my. So it has to be with him. And look, I am the youngest. I, again, me, myself, and I. Look at everything that I have, God. Look how I am. Look at this and this. I am sending you. It's not you sending yourself. I'm going to be with you. So, guess what? It is not about you. It is not about Joely. It's not about any one of us sitting here, but it's about bringing it to fulfillment. Because you know why? If you notice, this whole thing wasn't about Gideon. It was about God keeping his promise to Israel that he was their God and that he was going to fight for them. And that he was going to give them victory. So, yes, he was the instrument that God used, but it wasn't never, ever just about Gideon. It was about the bigger picture, bringing freedom to his people. Because God doesn't call us just to bring glory to our name. God calls us to bring glory to his name. It's not about a church. It's not about a person. It's not about ministry. It's about the people getting to know who God is, and that's our purpose. The reason why we come into his presence, the reason why we receive the Holy Spirit, the reason why we, you will with my witnesses. It's not just to like, oh, wow, I feel so good in his presence. It's amazing. He restored my heart. It's amazing. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. But he does that so you can go and meet somebody who doesn't have a life that is restored, who does, whose heart is broken, who is a mess. And you say, guess what? I know someone who did this to me, and he can do it to you too. That's the purpose of all of that. So we can go to other, because it's not about us. It's never been about us. Why doesn't make sense when we're going through the things? It doesn't make sense where our circumstances tell us something different. It does not make sense. But in God's, through God's eyes, there's a purpose that you, are, you need to fulfill and to reach others. I need to fulfill to reach others. And to that, just let go of yourself. But another thing that we need, all that fear of believing God, another thing is like we need to bring down all those high places in our life. Because this is one thing that popped in this story that I have not seen for all the time. The very first thing that he asked Gideon to do. It wasn't to get the big army. That wasn't it. If you go with me to verse 25, it says, On that very night, the Lord said to him, Basically, go get all your father's stuff, bring down the altars of veils of your parents, of your father. All those alt altars that were for false gods, he was saying, I need you to get rid of everything. Everything that is not mine, you need to be removed. Why? At this point, Gideon has realized that he was talking to the Lord. He gave glory. Oh, my God. My goodness. I've been talking to God this whole time. Then at night, the Lord comes and talks to him. Okay, first thing you're going to do, get rid of those altars. And as I was listening, looking at that, it, it just hit me. 
We cannot have an encounter with God and continue being the same. We cannot have an encounter with God and go back to our life and continue doing the things that he doesn't want us to do. We cannot have that encounter with God and be acting and hanging out with the same people that you know they're not trying to bring you anywhere closer to God. Or our old mindset. We cannot. The Lord said, the first thing, I need you to remove everything that is in your life that is not of me. If I want to give you the victory, you have to give me my space. You have to put me first. Because I don't, God doesn't share his glory with no man. And he cannot deposit. And I know this is going to be going to be a little bit, whoa. But he cannot deposit his glory in a dirty cup. So sometimes we are trying to hold on to God's presence. But I have too many things that I have to carry with me. I have to make sure, okay, we have that encounter we got at church, and I'm carrying the Lord, say, give me your yoke, it's easy, and I carry my presence. That's the oil, right? Guys, inside of me, that's the presence of God. And I'm carrying, and I say, okay, now, before I leave the church, hold on. Let me make sure that I have everything. Okay, God, you're ready to use me. I have to have my media because I have to let people know what I'm doing. I have to have all the keys from the Lord because, you know, you're going to open doors for me. And I have to hold them because I don't know which one I'm going to use. So I have to use that one. Um, of course, I'm going to get because all the hype things that you're going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it my way. Or oh, let me carry on, you know. Um, this is a Spanish Bible. So I use it as my heritage. I have to just use it like my heritage. I have to, I, this is my customs. I have to keep them with me. And... In order for you to use me, I just have to carry this because, you know, I'm, I just have to, you know. And then I have um, all my knowledge, of course. I have to know my knowledge because God can, I, you know, I have to teach God some stuff sometimes with things, you know. <laughs> because we know so much that my preconceived idea needs to work on it, you know. And I need to do when God tells me something, I need to pass it through this one because I need to. And... You know, this is my journal, and let's just, all my hurt, all my things that I've been through, I just have to hold them. Because without this, I can't be myself. Don't worry, God, I'm still having all of this. I have, the I have my oil, I have the present, I have the power, but I'm carrying this with me. And the Lord said, why are you afraid so? Let it go. I'm telling you, I'm going to fulfill your purpose. You don't need any of that. You don't need anything. I'm going to give you what you need. Because I already did give it to you. It's inside of you. You don't need anything else. But God, like, this is scary. I believe you're going to do it. I'm just saying I'm preparing myself for whatever it comes. You know, this glow in the dark. So I can be the light of the world. I mean, I can do these things. I prepare myself. This is what I need. You don't understand, God. Jolly, give it up. I believe your word. I'm just afraid that I might need something of this later. 
And God say, that mindset have to go. Because whatever you have is not what is of him. He wants to give you something brand new. He wants, he's telling you, the purpose that I have for you, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So all this thing, you're probably going to keep it in that backpack for a long time, just taking space. Because it's not what I have for you. I just want you to go. Yes, when you need something that you went through your life, some of your hurts, some of your things that I heal, I'm going to bring it to your memory. And then you're going to be able to speak to others and say, this is what God did for me. But you don't have to hold it there and don't let me deal with it. Don't let me touch it. Don't let me heal you from that. Or maybe it might be an addiction because we don't want to talk about it. When I get home, that, or that depression that I deal, that pain, that loneliness, anything that is stopping you from believing and taking a hold of God's purpose for your life. Sometimes those things that we think that are very little are the ones that are stopping us from going forward. For Gideon, he had an encounter with God. He had an encounter. He spoke to God, like himself, face to face. And he told, I'm going to die. He said, don't worry, you're not going to die. You're fine. You're okay. It's fine. But I want you to get rid of everything that is not of me. And then he was able to go into the battle. And then he was able to go and get and listen to the instruction of God. But he had to do it. And you know what? Something that I love it from here. Do it even when you are afraid. Um, give me a second. If you go to the end of verse 27, it says almost at the end, but because he was too afraid of his father's family and the men of the city to do it, in the daytime, he did it at night. That's Gideon. So he went and turned down all the altar. He did it. Now, they're okay, now the Lord spoke to me. I'm going to get rid of all of this. I'm going to do all these different things. I'm going to do it in front of everybody. No, he was afraid. But yet, he did it afraid. It's whatever God is asking of you, whoever you're sitting there, whatever he's saying, take a risk. It maybe might be scary, and I love her testimony because I was like, God, thank you for speaking already. Because it might be scary because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's next. But do it afraid because he honors your heart, and he knows that you're taking a hold of his word. You say, you say it was going to be so? I believe it. I can go for it. It doesn't say that he was already, yeah, I'm, I'm going to destroy this thing right now. And I don't care, Dad. And then the, the men of the city were like, no, he did it and he hide it. Because he, he was like, they're going to kill me. You know, he did it and he hide it. He was like, no, but he did it. So do it afraid. Like, we just need to let go of the fear. I don't know how to do that, but okay, try. <laughs> Because that's what God is asking of us. And just to close, about to close. Um, 
it's like, he, Lord made me feel that the majority of the church is in this mindset. There's, but sometimes we just put attention in one side, but he wants to talk about all of them. But it's like almost all of them was that we are ready. We have taken God's word. We believe it. We know that we are carrier of his presence. For us, it's not a news. For us, it's a matter of when should I act. There's a lot of 90% or if not the whole church that the Lord has spoken. And you already know, you understand what it means to be. Because this is like, I think it's a blessing because First Assembly is a church of mature believers. It's not just like I'm trying to teach to somebody that is learning how to be a Christian. But instead, we're trying to just, we're ready to go. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, Lord, but like majority of the churches said, that's why I didn't want to say the other two first. He said, yeah, but there's people that even though they're there, they need to listen to that because they let those situations stop them where they are. And they don't let me work the way I want it to work. And then the only thing that this mindset is doing now is like I took by the word, I took the word that Pastor Kim said. I, I believe it. I know it. I, like the preaching, the word, I got it. What can I do? What can I do? How can I do it? God, I want you to fulfill this purpose already. When is happening? And sometimes this is what I'm feeling to tell you. It is not that how anymore is like taking action. It's taking action now and saying, not in the big things. We are, you know what's God's purpose? Is that we're God's hand and fit. Um, this, sorry. Um, this is what I was going to say. It was like the Lord was just talking to me and saying this thing. There's a lot of people just waiting for the being boom. Now it's time. How, now is the time to go and do this boom, great thing. But there's the little steps. I heard there's an evangelism team that needs people to go door to door. And we're asking, God, I'm ready to serve you. I'm ready to commit. I believe you. I know you can heal. You guys got all of them. You have deal with your past. You have let go of your fear. You have good. You're free. Like you're literally free. You're ready to go. You're right here. You don't have, you're not carrying anything because you're the carrier of the presence of God. God goes with you. you, you you're on your way. You're done. But then God is saying, okay, okay, what is it? Um, there's an evangelism thing. Well, I don't think that's my thing. Oh, there's, there's a need in nursery. Yeah, that's not my thing. It's something big. Oh, there is a need in TNT. Oh, no, no, no. Youth, oh, I'm not going to do that. Children, ah, not my thing. Okay, God, I'm waiting for you. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. There's a mission. Uh, there's a mission team that needs help. I say, yeah, no, I'm here to help the pastor, whatever he needs. Oh, I need you helping this area. But you see, that's not my thing. Hold on, God, I'm waiting for you. And God keeps on putting in front of us things that we can do. 
But we're like, no, 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 that's not it, that's not it, that's not it, wait, it's not it. Let me just make sure that, okay, I'm ready. Come on, God. different hundred things and you still say that's not it it's because you don't understand my personality God I'm too shy I'm too loud I'm just too quiet I've been going through this I've been going but I'm ready I just need to find the right thing that you want me to do and God say is it you or is it me that is going to work in you and through you so God has placed a lot of stuff in front of us that is inside of us the Lord said it is time to use it it might not be as big as we think it is it might not be our comfort zone but he said we are mighty men of God because if you notice even at the end then this guy that was a coward that say I'm not gonna do this I'm this person now he took God by his word and he was ready he said with 300 men I know what I need to do so when I count three we're gonna blow that trumpet and we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do he didn't pay attention to the number he didn't pay attention to himself he just knew that God said you have the victory and that's something that blows my mind because from the beginning God said it you are my warrior he was so caught up with all these things that he didn't believe what he said from the beginning church you are a married warrior and he doesn't see you where you are right now he already see you where you are going to be for us but for him you are it so if you've been asking God what to do with all you have if it is doing nursery hey those kids need somebody that shows them love like God. They're adorable too anyways. You know? Children church, volunteering. Like, that's how we start keeping God's hand and feet. It's not here. It's not here preaching or being in, in the spotlight. It's cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> know fixing the if you're really good at fixing vacuum cleaning <laughs> you have some people are anointing in that you know I'm gonna say Vicky here is the best she clean, she fixed it there's no vacuum clean that can stop in front of her I was like here Vicky fix it I have no idea you know it might sound like little things but then the church where we come and worship couldn't be clean so anything the Lord is saying, come up, take it. And I'm going to take that and take you to a higher place. But take those little steps. It might not be your comfort zone, but go for it. Believe him. His desire is to fulfill. And if you can stand up.
I definitely didn't find out mine this week. And it was time to let go of fear. You know, and we like here, Lord Jesus, it is. And we already did this, but this time I want you to come to the altar. And say, God, here I am. Whatever it is, have your way. go to school if you are teenagers because I see some teenagers here you're about to go to school and you don't know how that looks to you how can I be a difference you can be a different by saying no when you have to by taking a stand when you have to it doesn't make you corny it doesn't make you less smart but it says you know that kid really is a different he's cool he laughed he and he, there's something different about him, about her, that I want to have. And God is saying, I've given it to you. You don't have to be afraid in school. You don't have to be afraid at your job when everybody's talking and saying things that you don't want to be. You say, God, here I am. In whatever mindset, the Lord is, this is the biggest thing that God told me to say desire is to fulfill to fulfill my purpose in every single one of them in spite of their mindset in spite of what they thought it was right or wrong it is not to judge them it is not to bring things to them but it's so they can know that my purpose will always stand forever. I am God and I'm gonna do whatever I please. We just have to be willing. So right there where you are and they're gonna start singing that song because that breath that is inside of you, that is inside of us, is the one like you pour out your praise, we put our praise to him, but I want you to take while they just play nothing. You have a conversation with God and say, God, here it is. So let's just take that moment to just talk to God. our heart, our mindset 
and let us believe what you have said let us know and do what you're telling us to do Father we ask you that just protect our mind from any lies of the enemy that might try to come and try to steal what you already have in store in there so we can fulfill the purpose to speak to my neighbor, to speak to my family, to speak to whatever you put in front of me, to do what you want me to do. Lord Jesus, we put ourselves to a side and we say, yes, here I am. Do as you please. We're ready, Lord. We're ready and we want your purpose. We want your purpose and we say, yes, yes, here I am. Here I am, use me, send me. Take anything that is not of you and use me. Send me. This is our cry. And this is our heart.